Adrian and I legit just got in a fight because I open all the bills. Yeah. Wait, that was the fight? fight. It's like, you know, when you were working, I would leave anything addressed to you, even the junk mail on the couch. We've had that fight. Have some mail to open when you got home. I'm like, do you want me to leave the Chico's catalog for you? Like, seriously, that kind of, you want me to leave junk mail for you to open? Sometimes Chico's has very nice blouses. (laughs) I mean, I got a mailing list because I buy my mom and my aunt a lot of Christmas gifts from there, but I will say, Mm -hmm. I thought I was doing him a favor going through all the mail and getting rid of all the shit. And I like to burn it. It's kind of, I don't know, it's a Purging. thing. Yes. It's and and by burning it, it's I feel like it's a little bit symbolic. And we have this great outdoor fireplace, right? So I just go and I midday like crumble all the bills up and use my new electric lighter and light them all on fire and like boom, they're all they're gone. Like magic. Bills are gone. He doesn't understand that. We are wives, <laughs> entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Hey, y'all. It's Hi, My Name is Mom. I'm going to be real honest. This is the least prepared I've ever been to record a podcast. Me too. 150%. I have no idea how this is going to turn out today. Well, we've had a crazy week, all of us. How many birthdays can be in October? Honestly. A lot. Yes. A lot. It's, it's Do you insane. know that there's so many in my family that a couple years ago, my grandparents sent an email to everybody in the family saying, we consider October closed. No hanky baby <laughs> in January and February. You end up having to share a birthday with like 14 oh cousins. Yes, exactly. So last week was my husband's 40th birthday. And with there being a pandemic, I wanted to get really creative with what I did for him because if you've ever heard me talk about some of the stuff Ty does for holidays, he's so creative and he's so thoughtful and it makes me want to reciprocate that. And I also, I had this idea in my head that I was like, well, there's a pandemic and he's not a big party kind of guy anyway. In fact, if anything, he was like, oh, I'm so relieved because you're not going to have to feel like you have to throw some massive party because, you know, that's not really my style anyway. And so I'm like, oh, we're just going to go like really low key. Okay. It was not low key. No, it was not low key. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad I wasn't there. Oh, we missed you. Yeah, we, well, well, last week on his actual birthday, I just did something with, with our little family. And I created this like Halloween escape room for him in our home. And what he didn't know was that that wasn't the actual birthday surprise. I got a few of his closest friends from out of town. They got COVID tested right before they got on the plane. They masked on the plane. So we were able to have this kind of normal feeling weekend and every activity was outside. So I found this place. I was looking at day trips from Nashville. The first one that comes up is something like weird and quirky day trips. And the first thing on the list was Tanktown, USA crush cars with a tank, drive an excavator, shoot a machine gun. I didn't click another link, guys. I was just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this this feels appropriate for 2020. Let's go smash a car with a sledgehammer and then drive over it with a tank. Like that seems appropriate. So Jen and Adrian were there. We had two other couples come in town and we all went to Blue Ridge, Georgia. So I had no idea what we were going to do. And, uh, he also didn't know who was coming. So it really was, was very well timed because I will say, I think he thought all of the invitee surprises were over. And then 
you guys are walking out on Saturday morning, getting ready to go shopping and walk down Main Street. And we walk right in. And I, the look on his face was like, what are you doing here? Is this uh-huh. an accident? It was so random. I don't know. It was like really perfectly timed, I have to say. Yeah, we had a really good time. It was completely random. I mean, honestly, I'm like six months pregnant, just riding on a tank. <laughs> I, mean, I love what? it. And then Jen had a birthday. Oh, uh, my birthday was awesome. I have to say this year has been a heavy year for a number of reasons, right? But also because just personally, I'm working through some like friendship stuff and just relationship stuff. And I have never felt more cared about, loved and appreciated than I did this year. Every single person in my life called me, messaged me, physically like made me cards or like made me birthday gifts or even like people like all you guys that like surprised me with a birthday lunch. And, you know, even people that took the time to like pick out a gift, like I never expect gifts for my birthday, but it is so nice when someone picks something out for you, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, it was such a remarkable week and I needed it from an emotional and just, I don't know, psychological level. I just really needed it. And what was great was how old am I? 42. Right. So 42 was just this like marker in the sand for me where this year might've sucked big time, but the the whole next year is going to be about me, self-care, my family and my friends. And like, just, just creating this bubble of serenity. And I'm so, I feel so happy and so at peace with that. I can't even tell you. That makes me so happy. I got actually pretty emotional after like I was posting a picture of the three of us plus Dalia after we did your little birthday lunch. And I was just getting really nostalgic because you and I have known each other for a good portion of our lives now. And most of our adult lives, actually, I will, I think. But we've gone through some very different phases. I mean, when we met, we were both single and by happenstance, we've been, you know, we both landed in DC where we got to reconnect at a different time in a different phase of our life. And our husbands became close friends. Our families all of a sudden were close. And then a series of circumstances led you guys to Nashville and to just like look at a picture of one of my longtime friends who now here, it's kind of what we talked about. Like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be so cool if you you guys moved to Nashville? And yeah. I know it's been a minute now, but just to see the love between all of us. Yeah, it's is, really special. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool and pretty important. I mean, I don't need a ton of people in my life. I just need my- You need people. the right people. Yep. I need the right people. And I'm looking at me, I'm getting like- I know, that's the pregnancy. <laughs> And then Kayla, uh, so I do know that Kayla's been losing sleep. I think this is like the only thing that's been on my mind is like, I don't think I realized how little of sleep I was getting until I finally got sleep. Was it Monday night and Tuesday? Yesterday I woke up and I was like, I'm Kayla. (laughs) I got sleep. Jen saw me on Monday and I was struggling and I wasn't stressed out or anything. I just didn't feel like I was exhausted. We were in home goods. I was picking out a few things and um, Jen was shopping and I had Loxley and she had Evie and I was about ready to strip down naked in home goods because I was just having a hot flash. I was tired. <laughs> I, I, second, I was like, wait, like, why did you want what? to what is that like, I was so hot. I could not. And like, I had my mask on and I was like, you know, what? I have to take it off. I can't, I can't. I'm like, I'm having 
I don't know if it's an anxiety Hormones. slash heat flash. The exhaustion had was physically taking over my body. Well, that seems like a good segue because this whole sleep regression thing might be a good question to ask a mom. She was just fighting sleep. She wouldn't take naps. I mean, it was 1231 o'clock before we could get her down in bed. And we even, we, we attempted the cry it out method. Um, and it like, she gets so upset though, that she can't calm herself back down to go to sleep. Like she's so worked up and I'm so holding her and consoling her and then letting herself. T- it was, it was four nights of really a hard. And I nights. feel like you've been going through that a little bit on and off anyway. So you're probably yeah, barely keeping um, up as it is. It wasn't stressful. It was just, well, it was stressful because it was exhausting, but I don't want to, I'm, I'm so cautious to never complain about it just because I'm, I'm grateful that I have a baby that is having sleep problems just because I'm grateful to have a baby. Um, well, you can be grateful. Yeah, you can be be grateful and tired. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm grateful and tired, but she she's like kind of on the upswing of getting out of that, and she's going to sleep now. So, I mean, I just have mom guilt with how I'm trying to deal with it and navigating it. So, how did you guys deal with it when you went through this? Did you sleep train, or did you let them cry it out? Did you pick them up? Like, give me all the advice. So with Ava, we did sleep train her because I didn't realize there was another option. So when she was about six, I don't know if it was six weeks or six months. I swear. I can't remember through all of my children, but six something, we moved her into her own room. And And Loxley's six months right now or next week she'll be. And like one night when she woke up, you know, like 1 a.m. or whenever it was that she would typically wake up, we let her cry. And I was like, oh God, this would be horrible. She literally cried for, for no, no time. I mean, it was like, it was like 15 seconds or, you know, less than a minute. She cried and she fell right back asleep. And I was like, wait, was that it? That's all that's this is what this is. And she's always been a really good sleeper. The issue was for me with my other ones, I've realized I loved co-sleeping so much more. And to me, the like benefits outweighed all the cons, right? Even now, even right now for me, they do so, or room sharing or whatever, but like being near my babies. And so I tried to sleep train Charlie and we would go hours and hours and hours. I'm talking like four and five hours with him. That was Loxley us trying to do that. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. So Charlie, our pediatrician finally said, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to wean him before you're going to be able to get him out of your bed. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not ready to wean him. So that just answers the question for me. So I just kept him in my bed and we had a great like bonding relationship. And when he was sort of done, you could tell he would like slowly sleep more and more through the night and, you know, without turning over to like take a little off tap, Yeah. Um, then it was just easier. And Mason was almost the exact same way. And Evie, as you guys all know, is still very much attached to my boob. She has a, a side preference. Even she, she can yes, pull it out. There's a side preference. I think if there's different amounts of ducks. I think they like some of them flow. Oh, faster oh, I've tested. Others. I've squirted each side to see, and there's like 14 ducks on my right. And like seven. <laughs> I love the scientific experiments you do. Yeah. Oh, I'm all into it. So awesome. Like how far can I shoot? But see, I would love to stay co-sleeping. You guys know that I love co-sleeping. The problem is 
is that I'm a light sleeper and she's a light sleeper and she wants to nurse all night long. And so neither one of us are getting sleep. And then what's happening is I get out of bed at like 5.36 AM and then she sleeps till 12 because she's not sleeping through the night because all she's doing is eating and we're just waking each other up. And so and you don't have the luxury of doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't. I, I I was I was literally wearing myself down. So that's why I was like, okay, I need to put my foot down and stop the co-sleep just so even though I love it, I can't function on two hours of sleep at night. Well, I think, Jen, you've even gone through feeling like your nights are not as restful because of yeah. sleep. I'm so nervous about waking Adrian up, you know, with, with his schedule or with Evie's cries, waking the other kids up that I just, when she wakes up and she's kind of like, and she's not awake, she's not, she doesn't need to eat. She's two and a half, but she wants to suck on something. Right. I sometimes let her cry. And sometimes after 15 seconds, I will whisper in her ear, roll over and go back to sleep. And she will. Um, other nights she's like, no, I'm not rolling over and going back to sleep. I want to pacify myself and your boob is my pacifier. And that actually was something else that I, I meant to say a second ago, Ava is the only one of my kids that used any kind of sucking device. She used a pacifier till she was like three. And I honest to God believe that's why she needed me less because she had a way of pacifying herself. My other kids have never been like thumb suckers or, you know pacifier suckers or anything. So I don't know. I don't know if it's too late to get her attached to something. I don't know if you want she to get her attached it. to something. She does yeah. not do pacifiers. My kids I've didn't tried. either. The one thing I'll tell you is that every kid is different. Everyone, mm-hmm. like everything else, is going to have an opinion. You're going to have people that say, if you let them cry it out, well, they just, they don't actually stop crying. They just give up because no one's coming for them. I think that's really dramatic because none of us remember a time when we're like six months old and like, Mm -hmm. I remember mom. Like I certainly don't hold that (laughs) against my parents and I don't remember it. You left me in my design (laughs) super comfortable. But I also, I I can also appreciate that, especially as a first time parent, it's really hard. I, I would jump at rad's every whimper and get him and then i started realizing that the more i did that the more i was conditioning him to need comfort to get back to sleep and so my kids were really different um even though we did basically the same thing rad was a really consistent sleeper but every time he'd go through a developmental leap he'd go through a regression so we might have a couple weeks of him going backwards it would feel like it was never going to end Because once they are sleeping and then they go backwards, it's way worse for some reason. That's how I feel. I feel like we had a really good system and then it just went like, yeah. So then with Bash, we had the snoo and he was the most brilliant sleeper until four months from four to six months. It was it was so crazy. We were just trying everything. We ended up finding the best place to put him was in a docata in the bathroom with the bathroom fan on which is ridiculous. This is like, we just took a picture of our baby on the bathroom floor. And then once he hit six months, he slept consistently, like he sleeps 12 or 13 hours now. And he hasn't had those regressions. Like he hasn't had those developmental regressions. He just loves his sleep. He almost dives into his bed. He's like, peace out, mom. So, so much of it's a personal choice. There's everything from cry it out to the other end of the spectrum and everything in between. So I think it's like, just like I think it's a little dramatic to say that the six-month-old is feeling abandoned. I also think going, oh, well, once they turn three months, just leave them in the room, like put them in the room at seven and come back at seven the next morning because yeah. we had a pediatrician early on who recommended that. And I was like, hey, this is a, I had a know, girl reach out on extreme. Instagram and tell me that after um, our co-sleeping with the enemy episode. Yeah. She's like, get that yeah. baby out of your room. And yeah, like, no, see, yeah. the thing is though, you have to remember that like, especially, 
especially a newborn, like when you're getting into six months, like you're at a, a different territory, but for people listening who have little babies, it's like they have spent 10, almost 10 months, like listening to someone's heartbeat inside water. They go into this like world where they're like, they wear these crunchy diapers and they're cold and their stomach's not always full and they don't have their mom's heartbeat next to them. It's like, how terrifying. Like, I, I think that's why the room in mother baby bond, at least for the first, you know, couple months is so important. It's like that transition out of the womb. So it's not like, oh, hi, 24 hours old. Here's your own bassinet, you know, away from everyone that's, you know, around you, like breathing around you. Yeah. Kids eventually get potty trained. Kids eventually sleep in their own bed. You're, you don't meet an adult and you're like, oh, that one, that was, you definitely cried it out. I can tell. It all comes out in the wash. You do though meet people who have different bonds with their parents. And I yeah, do sometimes true. wonder where that stems from. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, it could be anything. It could be any, any number of parent choices. I'm way different than you guys. Definitely on this topic yeah. because I didn't, I didn't co-sleep, but I also feel like very bonded to my babies. Mm-hmm. So I think it really, Kayla, this is one of those where you just have to feel it uh, out. Take advice that feels good to you. You know what I mean? And and then also you have to give things a chance because you can't jump around and try a bunch of different techniques because kids also need routine. That's what I I think that's the hardest thing. John and I like decided on this system that we're going to do and we're like, okay, we have to consistently for the next two weeks do it at this time. Last week we started it. And I think that's why it was so tough, like with the schedule, which we're doing it for her to give her a more well-rested night. But I feel like we're down one week and we're just now getting sleep. Like last night, she only woke up once to nurse. So I feel like we're on the upswing of it, but first week was brutal. Well, that consistency will help. I mean, I remember um, Ty wanting to let Rad cry it out a little bit and I would stand outside the room crying. Yeah. And I would be like, can I please go in now? Can I please go in? Um, and I remember how difficult that was. I mean, it can be heart-wrenching to hear your baby cry. It's also it, it's also heart-wrenching to be super impatient with your kid because you're not getting any rest. Yeah. So, like, well-rested kids and well-rested parents are a good thing. So, Kayla obviously had one of her own. And then Kayla has compiled the questions from all of you guys. We got a hodgepodge of of things. So we're just going to run through them. So for babies, um, we were asked what is like the most underrated baby gadgets that you must have in the first months of having a baby. For me, I love a busy baby mat. I like putting her on a mat and letting her have a bunch of things to play with, which actually Corey, um, you brought one over to me that I've used that I will probably be returning in the next few months. (laughs) And my sister gave me one as well. And like Loxley, just loves those. And I even, um, this is like my own DIY version of a busy baby mat. I, uh, have taken like strips of bling from my guitar straps and cut it up and hunt and hang it. And I'll probably make her own. Um, what is it called? Mobile over her crib. Is that what they're called? Mobile. I mean, yeah. newborns are really like kittens, you know, yeah. they just like want strings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I love that kind of stuff just for get them busy. Uh, This baby girl is like kicking me so much. (laughs) And I will say the other baby gadget that I wish I would have purchased earlier on, which I did. And we took it back because I didn't think I was going to use it um, because she was too small for the sock was the outlet sock. She just had her first little bout of like the sniffles. And I immediately went and got the outlet sock. Big fan of the outlet. And, um, 
My other two things are the Haka, the breast pump, the handheld breast pump, and then squigs. I don't know if you guys know what squigs are, but those are those little toys that everyone, all the kids were playing with at my birthday. Oh yeah. Those seem awesome. We don't have yeah those. for like 15 bucks on Amazon and they're um, like suctions on one end and kind of like a little ball on the other. Well, there's like a bunch of different ones. And then there's some that has double suctions. I'll link it and put it on our Amazon page. Um, so people can know what squigs are. What is a squig? Your children will want one. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know what I would consider my favorite sort of baby, new baby must have, aside from an iPhone and a Netflix subscription, but that's <laughs> screen time. By the way, there's a brand new series called Dream Home Makeover. We'll have to talk about that at some other point. It's fantastic. My number one thing that I wish that I had known about with my first three kids, which is not a gadget, but it's something that I was really grateful to find. It sounds crazy, but it is acetaminophen suppositories. What? That's a thing? It's a thing. I always had kids that spit medicine back at me. Like they hated, and there's very few times I would actually give my kids Tylenol, but when I did, they would just like, like they hated it. It took me forever to get any kind of medicine in them. Um, And suppository acetaminophen are these little tiny, just like soft, almost like lotion, like little things. And yeah, best thing, best invention ever. Always in my newborn kit. And for me, I've talked about the snoo a lot. I absolutely love the snoo. It didn't really work for Kayla with the, I think you have to kind of be either co-sleeping or use a snoo. I think it probably. You can't be in between. (laughs) Yeah. You got to commit. I also love the owl. I love a lot of what Kayla was mentioning. Um, But there's a couple of things that I absolutely love that I buy for every new mom now that you completely don't need, but they're the best things you don't need. One of them is called a baby bum brush and it's made by this company called Bumco. And it's basically like a spatula for your baby's butt because when you use a lot of the creams, they're sort of oily or sticky. And so you're trying to hold a baby's legs, position a diaper, and then all of a sudden you're rubbing your fingers in their butt and then the cream doesn't stick to the butt. It sticks to your Oh my gosh. Because the wipes make their butt wet and then the oily creams don't want to stick. So this thing, it looks like a little spatula. And I have one for in his in the kid's room and then another for the diaper bag that has a little case with it. So you put oh the gosh. cream on there, you wipe it on the butt, and then you wipe <laughs> it with a wipe. And then you also are not sticking your hands where poop just was. Oh, oh my gosh. Corey, so I was standing in Target looking at this like butt spatula. And I literally said out loud, who the heck won't just use their hand and put the cream on? Oh, my God. God, I'm dying because I literally was standing in Target when I was pregnant and I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I've never heard somebody you'll love. That's what I've never heard somebody until right now. I totally was making fun of you and I didn't even know it. Well, especially when you use those. Is it mineral based, but paste? You yes, know, that like or the calendula yeah. or, or whatever that they're all so thick, right. That you cannot easily wash. And them you're off, then so. like doing this and yes. Yeah. That and, makes and, sense now though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay. telling you there. And if you look at the reviews on these things, they're amazing. And I didn't have them with rad. I don't think they were a thing yet, but with bash, I got that. And then the other, well, there's a couple things. I love the nose Frito where you suck the snot <gasps> oh, out. Yeah, I, love the nose I love all the gross stuff. Apparently yeah, that's amazing. Great. I recently bought an electric one because I was like, uh, Ty won't touch it. He thinks it's disgusting, but the electric one does not work as well. And then there's another thing. This is people are going to be like, she is crazy. Um, There's this thing called an Oogie bear and it's a booger picker. 
So like tiny babies can't blow their nose. And yeah, there's like the, the, um, there's the nose Frida, but if they have crusted stuff on their yeah. nose, I just have a really long pinky finger for that. <laughs> You're just got your hands up all kinds of places. You don't need in the butt and in the nose. I don't know. <laughs> so this, hold on. It, it's literally a little booger picker. And I would imagine you can probably use it like if their ears are gunked too, but that's not what, what it's. Oh yeah. Dual earwax and snot remover. Oh my okay. Gosh. There it is. And it's just got two little ends on it. I'm telling you, it's so awesome for, you know, when their noses get sore. Yes. When they've got a runny nose and you can so gently just get like the, the hardened stuff out of the way. And then you can snock suck. It's honestly, it's great. And my other probably favorite thing that we've had for um, two kids and now we'll have it again for three is our baby jogger city mini stroller. I, I second thing the city mini. The city maneuvers mini. like a dream. It, yeah. it has thousands of miles on it from living in New York. And that thing, to me, it wasn't the most expensive stroller, no. but it was recommended to us by a guy named Jamie Grayson. And he's known as like the baby gear guy. And he was like that stroller. And he was right. It's amazing. You can do it. Actually, did. we had the dually version of that. And it, yeah. we bought it because it was the side-by-side dually that could yeah. still fit through a single door. It was the best stroller we had. Out, and, you know, Adrian's like, you guys, like, t- like, Adrian gets tons and tons and tons of strollers just sent to him from people. We've tried, we've had, I think at, at the height of them, 11, that one is the best stroller I've, I've ever used. It's amazing. So those yeah. are my faves. What do we got next? Okay. How old was your baby when you first had an overnight stay somewhere without them? Did they stay with friends or grandparents? That's a great question. The first time we left him for a significant amount of time was um, Ty and I had Rad before we got married. And then we delayed the honeymoon because we just we needed a little time to save some more money to do the trip that we wanted to do and just a bunch of different reasons. So we actually uh, had Rad stay with my in-laws for two weeks, like 10 days or something while we went um, while we went to Paris and London and Iceland. And so he was almost two then. Oh, my gosh. Loxley will be 15. (laughs) <laughs> That's not bad. 15 years old or 15 months? <laughs> I was teasing. Years old. <laughs> and Bash has stayed. Ty and I have gone out of town just for a, a couple nights and grandparents have stayed at our house. Yeah. Like but I think that. that's it. I think we maybe had one babysitter who stayed overnight once. Adrian and I have gone away. And I mean, like got on a plane and flown away for four days on a cruise one time. In 11 years. Oh my, my gosh. You need yeah. a vacation. Have you yes, ever been without Evie a no, night? not yet. Mm-mm. She's so, not. She probably can't. the most you spent away from her was the 14 hours you were with us on yes, Saturday. That's absolutely right. And I will say, you know, I would fly to LA multiple times a year. And right before I had Evie, we flew with Mason when he was younger. Adrian and I did. But that was us with a baby, you know. And he like carted Mason all around LA. And I did all these meetings. But yeah, we've never been, but one time without our children, we went on a cruise. We sat on the balcony. We ate cheese all day. We like, Ooh. you know, I drink wine and we just like, we read books and we went to the casino and we ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. And that sounds fun. even more appealing now since there's been a pandemic for so long. This past or yesterday was yeah. the first day that both of my kids were in school all day and I didn't have just a crazy work schedule where I was just trying to play catch up. And I literally woke up at nine. So I took the kids to school and I was like, this is freaky. It's me by myself in the house. And I very purposefully put off. I'm, I 
I put off songwriting sessions. I, I'm like, I need a minute. And yeah. I have normal work stuff. I have my voiceover work and we do, we podcast and all that. So there's still stuff to do. But I was like, it's amazing what you can get done. It's cr- And that used to be normal. Anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. This question but. cracks me up because Jonathan had this like message come in and I was randomly looking on his phone for something because apparently I'm probably a crazy wife. Yeah, I'm a crazy wife, crazy <laughs> girlfriend, you know. But anyway, no, he was sitting right there beside me. And it said something about like your trip to Italy. And I'm like, wait, what? And I was like, is this spam? He's like, no, you said you want to go to Italy. So I was looking into a trip next summer. And I'm like, how? <laughs> How are we? He's like, yeah, we're going to go for two weeks. And I'm like, I can't leave a one-year-old for two weeks. Sure you can't. Well, well, not it- for, maybe not for two weeks, but you could leave a one-year-old, especially if you're done nursing by that point. I have left not for two weeks, but I've definitely left for a few days. Um, several times when Bash was little and I've pumped and left milk and then I've pumped while I was away and either donated the milk or brought it back with me. I don't think I could do that far away for two weeks. If you're toeing the Bermuda water, like go to Bermuda for like four days, just right here. Stay in the same time zone. Yeah, basically. When do you go to Napa for a weekend? That's not the same time zone, but that is fun. (laughs) When do you think you would be comfortable leaving her overnight? Um, I think I could do one night if my parents stayed at my house. Well, she's a bottle fed baby. So it's a, it is a lot easier right now. She won't take bottles at night. Like I don't even think I could do a late girls night and like not put her down for bed I right now. With yeah. Yeah. That, and that's why I, I've only ever weaned my kids to have another one, which is why I've sort of been putting off weaning Evelyn. I'm like, a, I don't want to get pregnant and B it's like my last baby. Right. So That's why I I can't, I feel like I still can't go away at night. How do you guys feel about like all this virtual school? Are your kids hands-on learners? Are they being affected by only virtual school? Well, Rad just went back and his kids are back. So yeah, I do think they were affected. And we had to make that risk benefit choice of whether or not we thought, you know, going back to school with the risk of COVID versus staying at home with the risk of, you know, the detriment of their mental health. And um, I feel strongly enough with feeling confident in the school and the protocols that they have in place. And then the toll it was taking on a first grader that we sent Radley back in person. Our kids have been back since the beginning of August, two days a week, and they were homeschooled the other three. And I actually thought that was really awesome because there's this little tiny part of me that would love to homeschool my kids anyway. Um, and I will say what's weird is they were doing so they were flourishing. I'm a psycho homeschool teacher. Like (laughs) I'm not fun. I'm, I'm like kind of a yeller. I mean, y'all know me. I can't imagine kind of, yeah, I can't imagine anyone wanting me as their actual teacher. Um, but (laughs) I've actually offered to change kids with my neighbors and be like, let me teach your kids. You teach my kids, you know? Um, but since they've gone back full-time, full-time, it's been over a month for the boys and a couple weeks for Ava. I feel like they're not doing as well. Consistency is good for all kids. And that yeah. they have not had that this year. So I'm being pushed to make a decision for spring semester, whether they're, whether and it's our decision, whether they want to be virtual or um, full-on traditional, which could be traditional or hybrid or all virtual, depending on you know the status of things in the country. But I am excited because... I didn't know this. I don't know how you are, Corey. My sister's schools, they don't take their temperature at the door. All they our don't school, ours either. They just say take it at home before. Our schools take temperature as you're walking in. And Bash's school does that. 
Yeah. Bastard school does that. I'm surprised they're not doing that. Me too. I feel like it's such an easy way to cut because you know, as well as I do, there are parents well-meaning as they may be that send their kids to school sick. They just do. It's like, I can't take off work. I can't miss this meeting. I don't have a babysitter. And it's like, okay, you just got to go tough it out, you know, but I don't disagree with you, but I think from what I've seen with school going back because of the protocols in place and the distancing, the drop-off and pickup is such a nightmare that I can't imagine if there was another layer of testing going on because sometimes if a kid's been in a car with a heater on their face, they have to wait 30 seconds to take their temp again or when it was warmer outside. And so, I mean, we've had an issue where like we were standing in the hot sun waiting to go in the YMCA and then your temperature is higher until you've been in the air conditioning for one minute and then it goes back to normal. Yeah. So yeah. I think there would just be enough. And then what do you do if a kid has a fever? Do you put them aside? Straight to the, they go straight to the clinic. You know, something else that's interesting is our friends that were in town this weekend, their kids had been hybrid and they're going to go back full time eventually, I think. But the problem they're running into with the hybrid, which I hadn't thought about because Ty and I were like, that's the best happy medium. But for parents that are full-time working parents, what it means to be hybrid means that you have to find childcare on those other days. So they're sending those kids to daycare. And so you're introducing a whole other set of kids and families on alternating days, which meant that their numbers were going up more than just going back full-time. Because at least then it's the same teacher, it's the same kids every day, it's kind of a routine with those families, whereas a daycare is more of a rotation. It might be different kids. And Oh, weird. I had heard that they did not have any spike in daycare centers, but I have not been paying attention recently. Well, I... that wasn't here either. Oh, oh. Because I was going to say, we have friends who've been in daycare like since the beginning of this, like in March. Yeah. And um, yeah, they, they hadn't had like any like out. Yeah, Bash has been back in since May in his Montessori school and they've had yeah. almost no issues. <laughs> I like this question because this is relevant to me right now. Uh, How far removed does a person have to be to name your kid the same name? Does it matter? We have gone through this already with naming our second kid. And it's even more intense the third time around because, you know, when you get to be as old as Ty and I are, you have so many friends who have kids or they plan to have more kids and they've dibsed names or you have cousins on both sides that have used every family name. And then you go, well, so Ty and I each had cousins, the opposite one's cousins. Like I had a cousin who Ty loved a name. I had one of his cousins that I loved a name and we had to nix both of them. And then you guys know that when Radley, when we named Radley, if he'd been a girl, he would have been Charlie. And then now we're like, we know too many Charlies. Mm -hmm. And then his parents named their dog Charlie. We can't name a girl Charlie anymore. And then both of Ty's grandparents, grandfathers have the name James. (laughs) And we just have so many friends that have that name. Kayla plans to use that name. So we just run into this thing. You know, Ty has a rotating, you know, list of country artists in and out. And he'll be like, oh, that's Walker Hayes' son's name. We can't use that. And my mom was getting so frustrated. With us, like, I, how I'm, many degrees do you have to yes. be? I'm gonna, you say, know, that's funny. Sherlyn, straight up, Sherlyn, I got your back here. Nobody gets dibs on any name. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> can name their child James or Jameson if they want to. I think it's awesome. I actually have three friends that have a son named Jack, and we considered naming Mason Jack just because we had so many friends that had that name that it felt special, almost like familial in a way. And I just, I don't know, like, 
we chose Charlie. Charlie was our second choice for Charlie. We didn't name Charlie what we were going to name him because a friend of Adrian's named their son something we were considering. And they barely talk anymore. So like that's now that I look back, I'm like, we gave up the name we would have used. What was the name? I can't tell you because Uh, I will totally tell you who I'm talking about. You know what's funny that you said Walker Hayes because he has like six kids. Um, (laughs) They all have cool names. He has a daughter named Loxley. Oh, really? Yeah. They spell it the same? Someone, I have no idea. Who told me? Someone told me that the other day when they're like, oh, blah, blah. So I'm like, I hadn't, I didn't know that. And so it's funny that. you said that because we're bound to have one of his Walker, kid names. stop taking all the cool kid names. Well, Ty and I have always liked really unique, but not weird names. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bradley, you know, he's always having to be like, why do people call me Bradley? And we're like, sorry, blame us, dude. I'm sorry. But I love Brad. I love his name. I mean, we get more comments on his name in a positive way. Granted, I guess if you didn't like it, you would just keep your mouth shut. So, uh, or they're just like weird name. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I get all the time with Loxley? It's, oh, where'd that come from? Like, it's like so funny when someone doesn't understand it. I'm just like, oh, Robin Hood. It's too lengthy to explain why I love it. But you also I, I love Robin say, Hood. So I, I do love Robin. It is my favorite movie. I'm very passionate about the Kevin yes. Costner version. Anyways, with your guys's situation with being older and saying like all of our friends have kids and like all these names, I kind of feel like with all of our infertility problems over the years, we just kept having friends like, oh, that's the name we had. And it was so hard because like, on the other hand, like, it's not that you're calling dibs. It's just that you have something and you're out of control of when these kids will come around. And so I feel like I took on the outlook that this is what I'm going to name my kids. Like, I honestly don't care if someone else does. Like, I already know what I like and and what I want for our family. And the likelihood that our kids are even going to go to the same school, they'll be at each other's birthday parties. They'll be in each other's lives quite a bit. But well, I mean, I have a cousin named Jennifer and granted, um, she's my step cousin technically, but I, I mean, I grew up with her and it was like Jenny and Jennifer and like there, it was awesome that we had the same name. There was never for me any issue. My brother is Max. My nephew is Max. Sometimes we call him Big Max and Little Max. Now they're both big, yeah. a bit of a problem, but you know, you get over it and you get around it. And to me, the the people who were like, that's my name, you don't get to use it. I'm so not like that. Yeah, I know. That's why, like, I mean, both of John and I's dads are James. And so it, Mason's middle name is James. I mean, that's the whole thing. It will be used in some capacity in our child's name. If anybody has good girl name suggestions, you can send them over. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I would be really interested to see what people say because we have swung in many different directions from super girly to super androgynous. I thought you guys had the name picked out. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I believe we do. That's not to say if someone didn't throw out the best name ever. Yeah. I mean, we thought we had named bash and then my mom said Sebastian with the nickname bash and we completely shifted. I'm going to toss out this next one. Cause this is so me. When do you guys start shopping for Christmas? Oh, February. My, yeah. I'm, I'm done with Christmas really? shopping. Yeah. yeah. Guys, sometimes it amazes me how different we are. I mean, that's what's so funny. And I'm always the outlier, aren't I? Like, well, I'm literally the day after Christmas. I'm like boxing day. At least 30% of my gifts are bought for the next year. 
Yep. I I get stuff that's like on, on sale, hardcore. When things start to go out of season, I'll buy it because I don't have any friends that are like, so like, oh my gosh, this was last season. I can't have it this season. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this color was last We're season. all pretty realistic. Oh um, so no, I buy most of my Christmas presents between February and May. And then I might like I, I would be so annoyed at having to store them in my house for that yeah. long. It wouldn't it, be it, worth the sales to me. It's really oh. hard with kids, I will say, because they change what they like. They change what they want. And yeah. you will think you're totally ready. And then come second week of December, there's a toy that is like the must have every single thing. It's like everything doesn't matter. It's like he wants that. We used to buy for our whole family and go really big for the whole family. And about five years ago, both sides of the family started doing Secret Santa. We use this app called Elfster and people start making their wish list maybe around like now or Thanksgiving. And so then if you already got something and then they put something on a wish list, then you're like, well, crap. I have a couple bins that I store stuff in, you know, all year long. I just yeah. I have a, a general gifts bin and then I have a Christmas gifts bin and they're just up and I pull them out, you know, and throw things in them. I mean, for anybody. Ty and I will pick up a gift for someone on the way to a gathering. Oh my gosh. That's more, more our speed. This is our last question and it's super appropriate because this podcast is going to come out the Tuesday before Halloween. Yo, I'm so excited. This is our first family Halloween. I'm Are like, you going to do family costumes? Oh yeah. Jonathan made a promise to me that he would wear any costume that I picked oh, out. That's right. So mm-hmm. naturally this Wonder Halloween Woman. is about embarrassing Jonathan more than it is about my child's first. So home. have you locked something down? I think I have something locked down. Are you keeping it a secret? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From him. She'll tell you after we hang I'll up. Tell you, I'll tell Jen's you family has done some epic, yeah. Jen has uh, epic costumes, costumes as a family. We do. We do family costumes. My kids hate it. I let them wear individual costumes if they go to parties or like, you know, whatever beforehand. Um, but this year I didn't make them. I had to source all the materials and it is taking me a long time, but it's still going to be kind of an, it's going to be kind of an epic fun Halloween. I can't wait. And you're making them. I'm not making them. I had to source oh, oh. all the pieces to oh, I see. put them you together. Them from Only pre- one of the costumes am I physically making. Okay. Um, I'm making okay. ours, or at least yeah. I'm making Jonathan. You're a very yeah. good seamstress. Yes. I, I will say that is, I, I sew every day. I made all my bridesmaids dresses. Like I made, like I sew. That's what I do. Do you remember when kids would literally have like a sheet that was a ghost? And like cut the holes. Or like a robot that was made from boxes. Yeah, when we were kids. Yeah. Do you know that I was a sumo wrestler one year? That's My sister was a troll the year before. And so it was this big tan felt like fat suit looking thing. And she wore bikini bottoms over it and then spiked her hair up and she was a troll. And the following year, I wore the same costume and and slicked my hair back and I went as a sumo wrestler. (laughs) I was a a cootie one time when I was a kid. We did for ballet. We did leotards and then we stuffed tights with an extra leg and they were tied together so that we had like eight legs. (laughs) A what? A cootie. Cootie, the game? Like cooties. You know, like you can get cooties from boys. You've never blank, heard of a cootie? Blank look from Kayla. Blank I've look heard of like, oh, don't kiss me. I'll get cooties. But right, I have that. No idea. It's a game. 
Yeah. Okay. It's called cooties. It's oh, a thank God you know what cooties like, are. Something like that. We do have a we do have a friend who's having a baby in a week, and the other night I was at her house, and I said, "Well, have they ch- started checking your cervix yet?" And she said, "What's a cervix?" No. So- <laughs> And then today I talked to her and I go, they started checking me this week at 24 weeks. And she's like, well, maybe she did because she kind of lifted the sheet up one time. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you'd know if she checked your cervix. Did she stick her fingers inside of you? And she was like, oh, no. (laughs) Dying. Hysterical. So my mom was an amazing seamstress and she would make a lot of costumes for dance that then we'd wear for Halloween, like the orphans from Annie and the cooties and all of that stuff. With my kids, amazingly, Halloween is Ty's favorite holiday, and we never pull it together for Halloween. In fact, I never pulled it together. You know, when you were in a sorority and you needed a costume or whatever, and I would just pull out a plaid skirt and like put my hair in a ponytail and people, I was trying to do Catholic school girl and people always just thought I was dressed as Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yes. So last year, he wanted to be dinosaurs, like those blow up. So we got a blow up dinosaur. We got one for Bash. We were ordering one for Ty. Then he changed his mind and he wanted to be something else. Uh Oh, so I got Ty and I Avengers costume. So if anybody looked at my Instagram, you would have seen that Ty was Iron Man. And I was pregnant Black Widow. So that was, I think he was super turned on by that. I was watching <laughs> his videos. He's like, yeah, she's Black Widow. And then Rad comes up to me. The Iron Man costume is what Rad picked. And after Ty had worn it, he, it, he didn't know it was going to have the muscles built in. He comes over, he goes, mom, that Iron Man costume was better than expected. <laughs> so I think we'll probably just wear those, um, those same costumes. But sorry, my answer's so long. For for all the times I have not made costumes for my kid, I think it was two years ago now, Rad decided, or maybe it's just last year and my memory is shot, he decided he wanted to be Red Race Car, which is this fictional made-up character in his head that's this, this race car with the number 100. So the day of Halloween, I got all these boxes, and we started building a race car, and then Ty ended up helping me finish it, and we strapped it over him, and then we put these little um, lights, that battery-operated lights that you push on as the headlights, and then fire coming out of the back, and it was so cute. We need to, we need to post pictures of all of these things. Oh I was gosh. just going to say, we should source all of our like best Halloween pictures and put them yeah. in the Instagram album. And, and then have it. listeners share theirs. Oh, yeah. On that note, share your Halloween pictures. I, I just, I'm really excited to see which ones are DIY, which ones are family, and then what John's going to be dressed as. That's what I'm most excited about for this coming weekend. It's going to be a great picture. Guys, you know what we didn't even talk about is what we're actually doing for Halloween. Are your kids going to trick or treat? Oh, yeah. We, we or are you going to send it down a chute, like a, like a candy shoot? I've been hearing about those. I feel like masks, are, if masks are safe, then Halloween masks must be safe. We are doing full-blown trick-or-treating in our neighborhood. It is going to be off the charts. It's gonna be I got a thing of boxed wine for the adults. They're going to get a cup to go. I think we're doing our little loop where we kind of know everyone, and then we're going to have some neighbors over for pizza. So Fun. I love it. Yeah. Fun. Well, thank you to everybody who submitted questions. I think it's really fun to read through these. I mean, these episodes, we never know exactly what's going to happen, but I think it's kind of fun to be a little more off book. Yeah. We have so many more we couldn't even get to. I know we have an entire page. I know we, we said it was going to be a short episode and it's already been an hour. Guys, we're not good at being not long-winded. I think we also just need to like hug each other because like we hadn't seen each other because it's been so busy or you guys saw each other, but oh, I just poked myself in the eye. Wow. (laughs) 
Yeah, and we know where that nail has been. What's funny is it's the only one that's that long. It's like my nose picker nail. It's like your cocaine <laughs> fingernail. It's like what drug 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 addicts. <laughs> it's my booger picking nail. I don't actually know if that's true, but I feel like I saw it in a movie or something. I don't know. It's a booger. It's really good on earwax. It's just like. For the record, never done drugs. Just saying, drugs are bad. Speaking of drugs, next week we are going to have a guest that is an anesthesiologist, and she's going to talk all things drugs, epidural, C sections, and cocaine just, pinky fingers. Cocaine <laughs> pinky fingers. Yes. <laughs> we hope you guys all have a safe and happy Halloween and trick or treat safe. More tricks than treats. Or more treats than treats. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this uh, highly random episode. Sometimes these are the most fun for us. So uh, thank you for listening. And we're going to do these uh, here and there. So if you have questions after this episode, send them over and we'll save them for the next Ask a Mom episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in next week and go follow us at Hi, My Name is Mom official. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Your name is Mom. Mom.